doing this morning? I'm not doing so good. I forgot I was supposed to make a phone call. And uh, if y'all bear with me just a second here. Hang here. I can never find my phone on here. You got this thing? Okay. All right. Just a minute. Heavenly Father, hey, this is Rodney. You already knew that? Do you have caller ID? Oh, of course you don't need caller ID. How are you today? Very busy. Yes, sir. I need your help with some things, and I wondered if you had time for me right now. Oh, you always have time for me. Well, thank you for that. First... I just want to tell you that there's no one like you in the entire universe. You are holy and I worship you. Next, I'd like you to know that I'm so looking forward to Jesus' return. Uh, But until then, I want to do exactly what you want me to do while I'm still here. And I know you already know this, but my family's going to need to eat again today and probably twice Um, Yes, sir. I know I'm deep in debt to you. Um, I really don't have the money to pay you back, but is there any way you can let me slide on that? Yes, sir. If I forgive all the debt people owe me, then you'll cancel mine. Wow, you are the best. You know how often I go down the wrong path and do the wrong thing. Please help me not do that. And I feel like there's a lot of evil in this world, and I sure do need your protection. You own it all, you're all powerful, and your glory is everywhere. I love worshiping you. I do have something else, though. Um, You know, I've got this church full of people here, and I really need to know what you want me to tell them today. Sir, uh, you don't have anything for me to tell them? Ooh, but you do have something to tell me. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, sir, I'm, uh, I'm, writing, I'm writing this down. Um, all right. So, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Oh, by the way, that sheet that got handed out to you, I call that my Ralph sheet tells everybody the verses. If you were here last week, you know what I mean. So Proverbs 3, Lord, uh, sorry, I got distracted. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Lord, what are you asking me to do? I, I know it says right here, it's to honor you, but what does that actually mean? And about verse 9, I thought you owned everything, but yet you inspired Solomon to, uh, to write down your or my possessions. Why did you use Solomon anyway? You already knew he would marry a bunch of foreign women, follow after false gods, and and there at the last of his life that he would be mentally unstable. 
Who needs a thousand wives to take care of anyway? Yes, sir. Who you pick is your business. Yes, sir. Um, how am I able to honor you? I don't have a lot of possessions to begin with, and the first of my produce is not likely to impress uh, really anyone. Yes, sir. I shouldn't be interested in impressing people. Okay. But what about really poor people? Can they honor you as required in verse 9? And what about their barns and vats? Some don't have any for you to fill up. Hmm. So you're saying I don't really understand what barns and vats represent and also that I should quit deflecting um, to other people. Oh, Why did you stress the entire harvest um, in the Scripture. Have I been holding out on you? And my tithes and offerings, are, are you telling me uh, that there's a lot more to honoring you through my possessions than just tithing? Maybe I need to give you the first part of each day in prayer. I get a fair amount of Bible study on the drive into work, but am I taking the first few minutes at work to walk through and be uh, encouraging to everyone there? Is that part of my possessions and first produce? What about my time with Gala? <laughs> you know, I almost chose as my passages the Proverbs Solomon wrote about love. But you know, I get embarrassed pretty quickly and there are children in the audience here. So, um, Yes, sir, I'll try to focus. Um, Father, is there anything significant about the word then rather than using that in verse 10? Is it just a translation thing or are you speaking to the results of honoring you rather than to the motivation? Sir, full barns and overflowing vats come, but not if that's the motivation or goal. I see. I'm starting to think that the monetary tithing is only a part of what you're talking about in these verses, uh, but it certainly is a part. You know, I've been taught that the first 10% of what I make should come into your storehouse, to the church. And, uh, but I've noticed that there's some pretty well-known, pretty well-known folks out there that say that tithing didn't carry through uh, into the New Testament, but that it ended uh, with the law. John MacArthur's one of those. Of course, his lifetime of study in your word doesn't hold up to my occasional scripture reading. After all, some of us are naturally quick-witted and others have to spend a lot of time studying. But, um, <laughs> sir, I'm not as quick-witted as I think. Okay. Um, I think John's wrong. I think my friend Belvin Cox is right when he says that tithing started with Abraham giving a tenth to Melchizedek. Long before the law, continued through the law with a few additions here and there, and continues today. You know, Belvin, uh, he has some interesting thoughts about tithes representing God and offerings representing Jesus and gifts representing the Holy Spirit. And, uh, sir, I, I know that's a conversation for another day. But if John MacArthur is right and the tithe is over, what do I do with this proverb you've given me? Oh, I should look at 2 Corinthians 9, 7. 
Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Well, that makes so much sense. When I started dating Gayla, I certainly didn't try to spend the least possible amount on her. Um, and I love you more than I love her. So, of course, you know, Lord, to be honest, if I'd known exactly how much I was going to have to spend on her, um, no, 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 I'd still do it. I'd still do it, Lord. I do enjoy doing that with you, too. So a joyful heart encourages giving rather than discouraging it, I see. And yes, sir, I, I do know that you expanded all the laws that you restated in the New Testament rather than reducing them, murder, adultery, all the others, you expanded those, and I, I get that. Tithing, no less, I'm sure. One day, though, I'd like to ask you about the Sabbath day, why it wasn't addressed. Um, make some of my staffing decisions at work harder. Like on Saturdays, you know, I got the Seventh-day Adventist guy. And... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll get back to what I called about. Um, should I have left verse 10 off? You know, I hate the prosperity gospel. I even did a write-in nomination for Piper's short video clip called uh, Why I Abominate the uh, Prosperity Gospel. I sent that in for the Oscars. They never replied. Uh, sir, allowing some person, other person or, or group to abuse Abuse of your word to keep me from really following it, that's sin? Yes, sir. Sorry about that, sir. Yes, I do understand that Jesus' mother, Mary, was everything you said she was. And I will call her blessed among women. Same with the Holy Spirit. He comes, you know, He lives with me every day. And I wouldn't let some other group uh, keep me from giving a member of the Trinity uh, my full love and obedience. So I do understand if you say that you'll fill my barns and my vats, make my vats overflow with wine, then that's the way it is. You do know I don't drink wine, right? Yes, I do know about the Peter thing and the sheep. Yes, um, sometimes I'm not really all that smart, Lord. Um, I do have a friend named Chuck that changed his former business um, and so he had to recognize all of his income personally uh, from his business. And the first year, that was going to be about $200,000 in tithes if he chose to tithe, according to your word. But um, So he struggled with that, I remember. But he went ahead and did that anyway. And uh, shortly after that, I remember him telling me that a um, concrete company called and asked if they could dump their excess concrete from a big uh, long-term project onto his mud hole of a, of a uh, scrapyard there. And, and when, it was, when they finished that project, his whole scrapyard was, um, was concreted. And I remember he asked a friend of ours who was in the concrete business, um, what would it have cost to have that done? And he said, well, probably a couple hundred thousand. So... I, uh, I also remember J. Vernon McGee who says that um, material blessings always have a spiritual significance. 
Sir? Oh, does make sense that Jay Vernon said that since you're the one that told him. Uh, yes, sir. I guess that does make sense. Oh, oh, okay. And these, reverse, these verses relate to more than just tithing. Can you take me through a few other Proverbs? Uh, I do have to do a sermon here. To make sure I'm getting what you intend. I, I may be smarter than John MacArthur, but I'm still slow in some areas. Um, okay. So, Proverbs 3, 37. When it is in your power, don't withhold good from the one to whom it belongs. So you know um, that I've had many opportunities to speak words of encouragement to people uh, that I'm around and at work in different places, and I, I miss a lot of those, and I'm sorry about that. And, even worse, um, sometimes I withhold a compliment uh, out of envy, believe it or not, um, as though somehow encouraging someone else takes away uh, from me. Uh, yes, sir, I know. I've already admitted I wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. Um, I do know this. When I do sincerely encourage someone else, uh, it ends up bringing honor to you. Plus, it doesn't cost me a dime. Sir, I shouldn't be so cheap. Yes, sir. Um, and you say, Proverbs 19, 17. Kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and He will give a reward to the lender. I'll have to join up with John Piper on that and say that the idea of being a creditor to the creator of the universe is, um, is very unsettling. Uh, yet you inspired the scripture, and I have learned my lesson about picking and choosing the verses that I follow. Uh, yes, sir, I've already given out a copy of John's short article to all my friends here. Uh, let's see, next you say Proverbs eleven twenty four. One person gives freely, yet gains more. Another withholds what is right, only to become poor. You know, it's so interesting. On my way into work Tuesday, uh, Jay Vernon McGee had some really strong words for wealthy Christians uh, who didn't help their poor brother. I love to listen to Dr. McGee. don't always agree with him. Uh, he's probably right on this one, though. But then again, uh, I am pretty quick-witted. Yes, sir, not as quick as I think. Uh, I should listen to the Through the Bible July 16th broadcast again. Okay, yes, sir, I will make a note of that. Proverbs 14, 21. The one who despises his neighbor's sins, but whoever shows kindness to the poor will be happy. You know, our country's declaration, uh, declaration of Independence says... All men are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yes, sir, I know that is a scripture. But you did say that showing kindness to the poor brings happiness. And you're right, you don't even have to be in America to do that. And that is a good thing since 95% of the people in the world don't live here where we do. Yes, sir. Proverbs 13, 21. The one who oppresses the poor person insults his maker, but one who is kind to the needy honors him. You know that I grew up 
fairly poor. You know everything. We always had enough to eat, I know, because my mama would say, uh, that's a, no more, son, that's enough. Um, so I know we always had enough. But money was tight at times, and uh, you know what? Now I'm afraid I look at the obvious poor person or people that approach me at a street corner or a parking lot or a gas station with at best suspicion and at worst with disdain. Mm, that insults you. Yes, sir. It even insults the person I used to be. Mm. Pastor Kevin Myers uh, said that he was that he has to work hard not to have his first thought of a new member who is wealthy or very intelligent be, wow, she's going to be great for this church. For this church. I know that thinking insults you too. Yes, sir. Forget about Kevin. Worry about myself. Yes, sir. Okay, Proverbs 17.5. The one who mocks the poor insults his maker. And one who rejoices over calamity will not go unpunished. That's somewhat like the last verse. I've noticed that Solomon even listed the same proverb twice on a few occasions. Yes, sir. I'll pay particular attention to those. I wonder if I talk about the homeless in such a way <clears throat> as to mock them. Am I insulting you? Proverbs 18, that's yes, verse 23. The poor person pleads, but the rich one answers roughly. Maybe poor and rich go beyond finances uh, to employment position. You know, I can get away with speaking much more abruptly to my employees than I can to my boss. I don't think you care much for that, sir. You absolutely don't care much for that. Yes, sir. Okay, Proverbs 21 and 13. The one who shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will himself also call out and not be answered. You remember that first trip I made to Liberia just after their civil war ended? Of course you remember. You're omniscient. Anyway, I spent two weeks watching people eating the tough leaves off of plants cut into thin strips and cooked with ground-up peppers and oil from palm nuts just to give them flavor. And I came home and I remember that I wouldn't even go through the drive-in of a drive through of a restaurant just because a hamburger uh, cost more than they made in a full day of work. Those same people, they're still crying out. Let's see, Proverbs 22, and you say verse 2, verse 2. Rich and poor have this in common, the Lord makes them all. Well, I was born of white here in America and into a loving family. I have no, had nothing to do with that. Of course, the fact, Lord, that we live so far back in the woods that the sunset between our house and the paved road kind of negated that white privilege thing, but still... I've had it pretty good, and I can't really take credit for much of that. Yes, sir, I can't take credit for any of it. Okay, yes, sir. 
I'll remember to treat people better who haven't had it so good. So, Proverbs 22, verse 9. A generous person will be blessed, for he shares his food with the poor. In addition to supporting what we talked about earlier in verse 10 of chapter 3, I also wonder if you mean uh, that I don't just <clears throat> give poor people food, but I actually take my food and divide it to share it with them. Maybe I'm going to sit down with them or we'll even have them in my house. Yes, sir, in my house. Well, they may not be all that excited over a small two-bedroom metal building that looks like a jiffy loop, but um, yes, sir, I am grateful for what I have, sir. I do know that three-quarters of the people in the world wish they could have. What I have. Yes, sir, I'm sorry. Proverbs 19, 15. Ah, oh, laziness induces uh, laziness induces deep sleep, and a lazy person will go hungry. Father, I find myself justifying not helping people because they are where they are because they're lazy. Mm. You're pretty clear on lazy people not eating. Sir, how do I know they're lazy? Just be generous and you'll meet out the punishment when it's due. Yes, sir. That scares me a little. Oh, Father, you know that uh, I like Aesop's fables, especially the dog in the manger where the dog can't eat the hay, but he will not let the cattle eat it either. Well, I want to talk to you about that, uh, that particular fable, but there's some really legalistic people here in this church, and, and so I'm going to use a scripture verse instead. And Matthew 23, 13, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, for you don't go in, and you don't allow those entering to go in. Father, I guess I'm really just asking you to help me hold on to possessions very loosely and to get as much happiness from helping someone else succeed as, as in myself. I'm afraid I've been guilty of not using my possessions to help other people just because sometimes it wasn't going to benefit me. Aesop, I mean Matthew, uh, doesn't think much of that. Oh, you don't think much of it either. Yes, sir. Oh, do you have time for one more thing? Yes, sir. I realize you invented time. Uh, I wanted to talk about Galatians 6, 9, and 10 for just a second. Uh, it says, let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Seems to me that you're telling me here that uh, when I fail to do good to people in general, but especially to my Christian brothers and sisters, that I dishonor you. 
uh, I guess I would ask you to point those times out in my life and to help me be more obedient. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed talking with you. I hope today is a great day for you. Sir, there's only one day where you're at, and that's always great. I see. I love you. Bye. Well, that took a little longer than I thought. But now for the sermon. Um, actually, as Pastor Kevin comes up, uh, just wanted to point out that we always connect things back to Jesus. And he spent uh, so much of his time on earth, really the whole time, honoring his father. And he did. He did much of that through how he honored the poor. He honored the poor financially, the poor in spirit, the poor in health. And it's my desire that here at Blackman Baptist that we will do the same.